Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff! What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Take It to the Tips podcast. I'm your host, Matt, alongside Jeff. What's up, Jeff? How you going? How's it going? Oh, it's it's going good. It's going uh-huh. all right. Uh, so we're back. Um, if you didn't tune into the first episode of the new season last week, go check that out. Just uh, let everybody know what we're getting up to this season, where we've been, what we were doing, uh, and all the progress for this that we're going to be working on this season. How's business in uh, Dallas there, buddy? It's about the same. I got a golfer in, thankfully, so we got that. Um, but it's still just like our my whole region is like real slow uh, for whatever reason. I don't know if you're a little slower than usual or what, but uh, like COVID's being a problem. Um, we are being a problem. We're watching the health of our clinic based on our evals. So that's the important thing to us. Um, so from that standpoint, we're still really rolling pretty well, but yeah, we have a lot of cancellations and stuff. So that's just kind of what you roll with, especially like January, February is always our slowest time of the year, just because you have new people with new insurance and they're like, Oh my God, $70 per visit. That's isn't worth it. Um, which is irritating because we're just trying to get them better. Exactly. You're going to spend less coming. Now this is golf podcast, but Mm. we're also physical therapists. So like you're going to spend the same amount of money going to your primary care doctor or and sitting there for like five minutes for them to do nothing yeah. or coming to us and getting like a full head of toe physical evaluation, making sure you're good to go. You can do everything you want to do. And you're going to be there for like hour, hour and a half, like getting, you're at least going to get your money's worth when you come in. Yeah. And a lot of people will drop a ton of money on like massage and all those modalities and stuff, but then yeah. they won't spend $70 a visit if that's what their insurance is to pay yeah. for PT. Yep. Um, and those are usually the high deductible plans, but you see the same thing in golf because people will drop 500 bucks on a new driver, but then they won't spend money on a golf lesson, which actually helps them rather than the driver that just lets them hit the ball further left. Yep. You got it. So, same thing. Yeah. 100%. Um, so anybody watching on video, uh, if you notice me looking like a, almost like an Eskimo a little bit with like a hoodie on hat on plus my headphones that are like earmuffs basically it's kind of a basement it's really cold so if i start to like lose some feeling in my lips uh and i just can't talk that's why because i'm freezing um yeah anything else you got no it's freezing out no golfing is happening so no, uh yeah i got an orange peel uh so i'm whipping that around you know those things like the no uh what? look it up when you got it's like the orange it looks like a golf club, but it's got a orange like ball at the end of it. Oh, um, is it like a speed stick? It's not a speed stick, but I'm using it as a speed stick. Okay. And they actually sell sell them, uh, and they're like a pound and a quarter. But this one is not sold as a speed stick kind of thing, uh, and it's like a pound and three quarters, so it's even hmm. heavier. So I'm just giving that thing a whack, just you know reset my nervous system like bryson would say um and really building up that speed i want to get a like a some kind of device to measure my swing speed just so i could track it from now to the season but i don't know if i feel like dropping the money on that so your simulator doesn't give you all of the um i haven't gone to the simulator yet so i Uh, uh, you know uh, i don't have to 
I say that I don't have to buy a device because I can just go use the simulator. Yeah. 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 Okay, let's get into it. So social media stuff. I have I did have a few new videos on Instagram this week. Uh, basically a find my clinic video. Uh, my big question and problem is that nobody knows where I'm at. So made a nice video walking all the way down to the street and back to my clinic, let you know where that is. Did some jump squat videos just to emphasize that the golf swing is a powerful movement. You got to do powerful movements and explosive movements if you want to improve your golf swing. And then also swing analysis pick. So anybody that needs it, any kind of swing evaluation or just getting that TPI screen, come on down. I am available. Uh, Jeff, anything new that you've been doing in the clinic on socials? Um, same old for me on socials at Jeff Kurtz DBT on Twitter, uh, kinetic physical therapy in Phoenixville and Collegeville. Um, I do have my first paying customer this week for the golf program. So I was always doing like free screenings for the TPI. I would do free sessions for some of the, um, physicians in the area and some of the golfers that I knew. However, I never really actually charged anybody. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I was, I don't know. I was always nervous to ask and I shouldn't be because I know what my time is worth and I know what my skills are worth. Um, so, you know, I got somebody that was absolutely willing to pay the the cost it it is to see me for that. So, um, I'm stoked. I'm hoping that gets me some word of mouth, but you know, it just takes, I'm finding that it only takes a couple of champions that are going to really drive your business because they know a lot of people. So, uh, that's uh, Friday for next week. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah, that's what that's what I need. I just need a little bit of luck in the clinic. I haven't had yeah. any yet. So no, you got to be not. patient. You got to yeah. be patient. These things take time. Like I said, it just takes the right people coming in. And they're like, this is awesome. Matt's doing a great job. You should go see him. And all of a sudden, you've got a group class. Yep. And then it really picks up that way. So you got to be patient with it. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, I am at at Doc Marag's golf everywhere. And I'm at Novacare rehab in Dallas, Pennsylvania. Uh, so let's get into it. Today, we're going to talk about the thing that I talked about getting for a whole year. Uh, so TPI, Tellers Performance Institute Certification. Both Jeff and myself, we, uh, we are TPI Level 1 certified and TPI Level 2 medical certified. Um, anything you got off the top before we dive into a little bit? Uh, was it worth the wait? Heck yeah. It was it's great. <clears throat> it's giving me everything that I think that... I was really lacking. Like we were saying, I think on the intro pod as therapists, you always know you don't know everything, but until you are presented with information like that, you kind of realize how much you don't know. Mm. Um, And granted, we know a lot, like, can I treat these golfers? Absolutely without it, but it's such a better knowledge base and you could do so much more for your patients with that certification. Mm. Um, Remind me later, I have a bit of a story to tell you about an eval I had today, but oh, we'll talk about that later. Sure. It's doc, it's doc talk, but it'll be part of the not doc talk segment. <laughs> yeah, hippie, man. Yes. Um, all right. So let's get into it. So there's multiple different segments that TPI really emphasizes. And their first one is really the overarching theme is, is this mind body connection. Um, so when we're talking about the mind body connection, they're really discussing the efficiency of the swing. Uh, and their motto is, There's an infinite number of ways to swing a club, but there's really only one optimal and efficient way for each golfer individually to swing. Uh, This is going to decrease your risk of injury and maximize your overall power and efficiency of the golf swing. So tons of different ways to swing, but every single person only has one right way to swing essentially for their body. 
Yeah. And it's completely dependent on what their body is going to allow them to do. So, you know, looking at a golfer, a professional golf, you know, you see so many different swings on the pro tour. Um, and you get so many people that are like, I want to look like Dustin Johnson, who's one of my favorite swings, uh, on tour. However, Dustin Johnson's got a body type that might not fit somebody else's body type. Um, so you can't just look at somebody's swing and say, that's how I want to swing. So all these YouTube videos that you see, you can't say, let me just do that because your body might not allow you to do that. Now you might do stuff that's going to compensate. You can get close to that swing, but like you said, maybe you are in increasing your risk of injury because you're completely just putting your low back, uh, in a risky position because you're just trying to rotate as much as you can. And that's not the best swing for you. So, um, yeah, I, I love that sentiment that TPI gives you is like, don't try to fit somebody else's mold of a perfect swing. Your perfect swing is what your body's going to do. If you want a better swing, then you've got to start with your body first. Yeah, exactly. And going off some of those points, like when I was first getting more directly into golf, I was like, I want to swing like swing like Rory McIlroy. Like that's such mm -hmm. a beautiful swing. I'm going to do that. And then just going into it and comparing is like, I can freaking do this like it's possible i don't have i don't have any of the mobility that he has like especially in like wrists shoulders uh lower body just the way he's able to totally rotate that pelvis and yeah i just can't do it i can't do it. i can't get my club back parallel to the ground um my shoulders won't let me do it my mostly my shoulders um, yeah, like but, but, but that doesn't mean you can't be a successful golfer. Exactly. Yeah. You just got to find the swing that works for you. Maybe you have to compensate a little bit more at the wrist because you can't get the, um, like if you really want to get that club shaft parallel to the ground and your shoulders won't allow you to do it, maybe you need to do a little bit more wrist action up at the top. Um, and, uh, we're going to go into the whole swing faults later, but, um, you know, we always talk about how it's not a swing fault. It's a swing characteristic. So there's a lot of successful pro golfers that have swing characteristics that TPI might say, yeah, this is a characteristic and you can call it something, but that doesn't mean it's a problem to have those things. So, um, you know, that's an important distinction to make that it's not a swing fault. It's just a characteristic. Yep. And yeah, this whole optimal and efficient swing, that's a lot of what we're going to do in physical therapy anyway. Uh, so just talking about what I always talk about anymore, just rehabilitation, performance, and prevention. All of that is kind of encompassed in that one efficient way to swing golf club. And we're going to help mm -hmm. whoever comes in, whether you are truly injured, whether you're trying to improve or you're trying to prevent worsening injury or future injury down the road. Um, we're going to take a look at all of those, see how your swing's working for you. See, see if there's areas that we can improve upon to decrease those risks and keep you golfing all summer, all winter, if you're in a nice spot and however long you want to play for your life. Yeah. And we equate this a lot to like our, our day-to-day -day activities. So you and I see people that squat or they have to do sit to stand or they have to have a walking gait, right? Everybody doesn't have the same gait in the world. Obviously you and I have an idea of what a perfect gait is, but somebody that comes into the clinic and maybe lacks a lot of dorsiflexion or ankle bend, or they don't have a ton of knee bend, um, they can still have a successful sit to stand. They can still have a successful walking gait. It might not be the idea of perfect, but for them it's perfect because that's all their body will allow them to do. Yeah. So it's the same concept when it comes to golf, you sometimes 
there's certain things that we can do to improve impairments. We can improve thoracic mobility, or you can improve your lat flexibility, or you have to decide that this thing is not improving for one reason or another. And now you have to talk about compensations during walking and during the golf swing. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of like gait cycle, gait sequence, and we saw a lot of those graphs, um, but we saw a lot in the TPI experience TPI certification process is that kinematic sequence. So we'll dive into that a little bit next. So the key to really developing this efficient swing is having proper sequencing. So like I said, through the TPI certification, we learned kind of those optimal movement patterns, the desired ranges, what the swing sequence should look like. So for the most part, like you're going to get some problems potentially going all the way through. So your takeaway into the backswing, but I think the backswing down is really where it matters the most. Um, and that's where, and the downswing swing really is where this whole kinematic sequence is initiated. So the whole firing sequence that it's supposed to be from the top of the backswing to impact is your pelvis should start firing, then your thorax. So your trunk, then the lead uh, shoulder, and then finishing up with your shaft and club. Um, so looking through, like, I don't have K-Vest in my clinic. I assume you don't have that either. No. Um, but all of, all of the research that they do and all of this is extensively studied. Um, those are the sequences that it should be. So pelvis, thorax, lead shoulder, club, wrist, hand, whatever. It's all going to be the same. Um, so that's really what we want to see through that kinematic week sequence and through those ranges. And that's really going to help you with the most optimal golf swing like we've been talking about. Yeah. And that's when we're talking about an efficient swing. So I like the analogy that TPI uses. They basically have you imagine that there's four runners, right? And rather than having them all take off at the same time, what if the first runner runs and then he catches up to the next one and gives the next one a push? And then that second guy runs and catches up to the third one, gives him a push. And then the third one catches up, gives the fourth guy a push. That's essentially what your body does. If your pelvis starts to fire and then eventually the thoracic spine starts to fire and then the shoulders and the hands is that essentially you're making this rubber band effect where there's this elastic energy that happens between your pelvis and your thoracic spine that essentially you know, whips your thoracic spine around and then your thoracic spine whips your shoulders around rather than you just trying to swing completely at your shoulders and at your arms. What if we actually got your pelvis and the thoracic spine to create this um, rubber band and then flung everything at once? And that's what we talk about when we talk about the kinematic sequence. So for the most efficient swing, that's what we see on most golfers is that that sequence happens on the downswing. Um, it's usually pretty easy for that sequence to happen on the, uh, the takeaway. So usually the hands go and then the shoulders go and the thoracic spine goes and then the pelvis goes, that's fairly easy to do. It's not that skilled. The hard part is that transition from the takeaway to the downswing. And that's where people lose a lot of their, uh, efficiency. And that's where they don't have a very fast swing. Um, and that's what Matt's referring to in the kinematic sequence is, is that's what we'd ideally like to see. Yeah. And a lot of people they'll have, they'll have trouble like disassociating different sequences and they'll just move the whole thing as one unit. So mm -hmm. their pelvis and their body is going to move the same way and it's not really going to differentiate itself from one another. 
Um, so you think about like Jeff's relay race kind of thing, you're going to get the pelvis and a thorax running at the same time. So you're not going to have that extra boost from one layer to the next runner to the next runner. Um, it's just, it's just not going to work like it should work. Um, and you're not going to get the power that you, that you need. And then we could start seeing some of those kind of swing fault characteristics, um, that are going to put you potentially at more risk for injury. Mm -hmm. And Matt, when you're referring to, um, the disassociation and you referred to the K vest earlier, the K vest is just, um, a, device, you know, it's technology that basically breaks all that stuff down and objectively tells you, yeah, your thoracic spine is starting to rotate before your pelvis does. You and I can do that by taking a high speed camera and looking at it, but that's very subjective. You know, there's, there's a large margin of error built into that. So that K vest, which is an expensive piece of technology. Um, we used to have one at kinetic that we used to have a, a golf person that, that was there before me and they had that and they sold it. Um, and I don't know how much I would use it, yeah. but, um, that was an expensive, an expensive piece of technology, but it shows you all of that for you. Um, so the best way to get somebody to break that kinematic sequence down for you is to either have somebody look at it or find a K vest somewhere. Yeah, definitely. Um, and just, and without it, like you said, it's a little bit more subjective. There's a little more potential error. Mm -hmm. Um, but just looking at down the line video analysis, uh, head on video analysis, that's going to help us identify some of these swing faults. So that's something that I'm going to post probably pretty soon. Um, it's one of those pictures and videos of what like a swing analysis should look like, what we're looking for. Uh, just a basic one, probably myself, uh, to show you some of my problems. Um, but we can definitely see faults without the KVEST. Uh, I, like I said, the guy that I just came in, I saw, saw some pretty easy fixes for him that I think is going to help out really well. But yeah, if we can get all those things to fire efficiently, you're going to move so much better. Like I said, decreased risk of pain and your golf game is going to improve as well. Yeah. The nice part about that whole um, disassociation issue is that that's fairly easy, easy to fix. And that's something that we actually identify in the TPI physical screening that everybody learns through the first TPI um, certification course. It's just, can you move your pelvis without moving your upper back? And can you move your upper back without moving your pelvis? And it's extremely difficult for a lot of people. Um, another thing we look at is, for me. yeah, it's a hard thing to do. Um, but there's certain, it's a skill, you know, it's something that can be improved and you don't know that you have to improve it unless you really get it checked out first. Yeah. So right. speaking of the uh, TPI screen, let's go right into that. Um, right. So like you're saying, the screen it's really where we're going to be able to see what's going on. We're going to be able to see what your swing faults are. It's going to be basically head to toe. Um, so there's neck stuff, there's shoulder, mid back, hips, muscle flexibility, ankle. wrists, everything pretty much. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, this is really going to be able to show us. And granted, we do it like a full physical examination in addition to this, but golf specifically, this is going to be able to help us immensely in really getting to the bottom of what's going on. Yeah. So I think it's made up of what, 13 different physical yeah, tests, yeah, like 12 or 13. Yeah. I mean, there's one you can add in there that makes yeah. it 13. Yeah. Um, it's a nice combination of joint by joint analysis. And then they have a few 
full body stuff. Like uh, they have like an overhead deep squat that, you know, looks at multiple joints. Um, So it's very comprehensive. They've done a lot of research that supports the the validity of it. Um, And it only takes, they, they like to advertise it only takes seven minutes, but I take longer than that because I like to break it out and take my time with it. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say like, I, it really doesn't take time. And if you're at some kind of event, like I have a couple of community events coming up in the next month or two, um, it can be a little shorter because it's going to have to be a little shorter if you're going to go through a bunch of people. But if you got all this one-on-one time, you're paying for an initial eval, we're really going to break it down. And I, I'm going to make, I'm going to take a little bit more time to make the right call versus kind of blowing through it. Um, cause I know you're, you're paying your money, uh, spend a lot of time and we want to get this all solved. So absolutely. If it takes a little longer than the desired time, that's okay. But yeah, there's, so like you got set up posture, pelvic rotation, torso rotation. So some of the stuff that we're talking about, uh, dissociating the pelvis from the thorax, you got overhead deep squats, toe touch, my hamstrings suck going in the shoulder stuff. My shoulders suck. Um, yeah, it's, it's great fun. And you can really see as a physical therapist, how bad you are. And even the pros, they, a lot of them will fail some of this. Um, so in the TPI screen itself, they had John Rahm on as a case study. And as you know, like not, I didn't know this going into it. I didn't know that he was born with like a club foot. He had to get that like surgically set as a child. Um, so this, because of that initial deformity that I was born with, he has severely limited range of motion in his, uh, right. He's righty in his right ankle. So he's not really able to load and move it as much as other players, like through the downswing. So it kind of just stays pretty static and set the whole time. Um, he's actually able to load it well, but he's not able to like shift forward as much. He stays a lot on that back foot. Uh, and what was the, uh, guy's name that did that swing out. i know there's dr greg, rose what's greg rose dave phillips. and yes yes yeah. dave phillips. so uh dave phillips he's the i guess he's what is he considered he's more the swing coach dave yeah. uh greg greg um rose greg rose is a chiropractor pt medical guy yeah and then yeah. dave phillips is the swing coach yeah so he went through a whole breakdown of john rom's game uh and his TPI screen and showed us that problem with the ankle uh, and how it kind of translates to his swing uh, and how it contributes to him having such a short swing that he's known for. That's really the biggest thing that I used to know him for is he has like a super short swing, uh, just like me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, like nobody's perfect. Even the pros aren't perfect. Uh, and yeah, and John Rom's a, a pretty good golfer. It. He's decent. Yeah, he's not bad. <laughs> Um, the really cool thing that I liked about the TPI screen that really gave me a lot of buy-in because at first you're like, I mean, these are basic screens. They just really systematic. It's a really systematic way of screening people. It's stuff we do all the time. Yeah. They seem like super simple. Like yeah. But the really cool part of it was that it is so predictive then of swing characteristics. So they could say, you know, this person has limited right thoracic, um, rotation. You're like, okay, what's the point of that? But then they say, this is going to be highly predictive of this, this, and this. And then the person would swing and it's like, yep, 
those are the three things that they thought was going to happen. And it happened because of the TPI screening. So moving right into the swing characteristics, the TPI screening basically shows you why you have these swing characteristics, what you need to do in order, if you actually really want to fix the swing characteristics. Um, and it's usually just a joint impairment. It's something that can be fixed. Um, maybe in John Rahm's case, you can't fix it because it's been such a chronic condition, but there are certain things that you can do to fix the swing characteristics and certain swing characteristics can lead to a tendency to slice the ball every so often, or it can lead to you picking your head up off the ball slightly. Um, so if there's things that you do want to do to fix your game, you look at those swing characteristics and then you take a step back and you look at the TPI screen. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what other swing faults you really wanted to dive into, but the three ones that I really want to highlight in, in that over 50% of golfers do them are a lost posture, early extension, and casting slash early release. Um, so there are three, like I said, over 50% of golfers do them. So just breaking them down quickly, loss of posture, you're in your setup. Uh, at some point in the backswing or down through impact, you're going to lose that initial setup posture. and it's going to cause significant inconsistencies. Um, and that's just one potential problem. There can be other ones in addition to the loss of posture. And there usually is, uh, the second most common one is early extension. So that's basically you're in your posture and you're going to stand up a little bit taller. Um, and that's going to cause most likely again, inconsistencies, probably maybe some right blocks, shanks, tops, just cause you're going to be out of that initial uh, a posture where you're kind of down set and stable. And then for casting and early release, that's going to be the same kind of thing. You're going to lose, like we we're talking about with the kinematic sequence, you're going to lose a lot of that momentum that you gain coming down through the backswing. You're going to lose it, especially in the wrists and elbows a little bit. And it's going to cause for again, significant inconsistencies. And a lot of these, are mostly initiated by lower extremity problems that are going to cause some of these upper extremity, shoulder, hands, wrists, compensations to uh, try to make up for it. Yeah. And a lot of times it's the issue of being able to disassociate the pelvis. So if you can't utilize your legs as much because your pelvis isn't rotating and, and it seems to be blocked, then that's where you start to have upper body issues. It's interesting because a lot of the upper body swing characteristics we see are caused because of the lower extremities not doing their jobs. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, that's always, I mean, it's, it's the ground up really. Yep. Um, the other one that I wanted to talk about was the reverse spine angle. And the reason I wanted to talk about it as a PT is because it's the number one indicator that somebody may develop lead low back pain. And first, you know, you and I who have seen some golfers, seen some people in, in the clinic, low back pain is the most common thing we always see, you know, 33% of my, our caseload is low back pain. And in golfers, the lead spot, the lead side of the low back is very common and it's because of reverse spine angle. So reverse spine angle is defined as any excessive upper body backward bend. So it's essentially your body performing a lateral bend, a lateral side bend thinking it's rotating when it's actually not all right and it's that really quick side bend into the reverse side bend that you're just constantly compressing the facet joints 
um, on the lead side of your body. So it's basically your body can't rotate. So instead of rotating, I'm just going to side bend because it gets my arms further in the backswing and it gets my arms further in the follow through. Um, and that's mostly caused just because of thoracic or, or hip immobility. Yeah. And so like you think about what I was talking about before with me trying to swing like Rory, it's like, okay, well, I can't get back that far, but if I really want to force it, I can. And I yeah. can go into something like a reverse spine angle. I'll get to the top and be like, all right, well, I have nothing left. I'm just going to turn my body a little bit more, try and get that. It's going to feel like I'm moving the club back more, and I am, mm -hmm. but I'm putting myself in a compromised position and putting the back in a compromised position. So you have that lead side of the back. And then a lot of times, just from whipping back around the other way, you're going to get it on the right side as well. So mm -hmm. it's just, uh, yeah, like I said, that's the number one cause of back pain in golfers is that reverse spine angle. Um, and we want to keep you away from it. And that's something that's rel more relatively easily seen mm -hmm. in, in the video swing analysis, even without the K vest. Um, and it's super detrimental to you staying on course really. Yeah. And one of the big things that Dr. Greg Rose talks about is that the low back pain is often not the reason that you have, or the low back is often not the reason you have low back pain. The low back is usually just kind of the scapegoat for um the the hips and the thoracic spine so it's not the low back's fault that it's getting hurt it's because of your um lack of range of motion in the thoracic spine and the hips that the only joint behind those two things is the low back so you're going to just overstress that joint because like you said all you really want to do is achieve that big rotation um so in order to achieve that big rotation it comes at a uh you know it's it you're basically hurting your low back to achieve that goal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, low back, like I said, is always a scapegoat. Everyone assumes that your back is like this weak piece of tissue paper on your body, but it's, it's the strongest thing you really got. Um, and it's not its fault that either your hips aren't mobile enough to rotate and get back there. It's not your back's fault that your T spine isn't able to rotate and get you to the point they need to be, or your shoulders suck. Hey, Matt. Um, it's like I said, it's a scapegoat and it's always blamed for everything. But if you are really able to analyze what's going on, you're going to know that the back's not the problem and there's significant deficits around it that give you some of those problems. Yeah. The lumbar spine is not made to rotate. Yep. It's just, it's just not. So um, when you're playing a rotational sport and the thoracic spine doesn't rotate, so then you decide I'm going to rotate my lower back that's not what it's built to do. So when you're doing that 300 times a week, you're putting that at a risk for injury. Yep. Absolutely. And then just going into the benefits of having a TPI certified therapist like myself, like Jeff is just exactly what we were talking about. We were able to find and see these characteristics through the TPI program um, and let you know, Hey, what's going on? What did we see through your TPI screen? What do we see on your video analysis, what were the predictive measures from the whole screen that we thought we'd see in the video analysis? And then what can we do to either help you work around these problems or kind of modify them to get you into a better place? And then also, so a lot of times, like the big thing with us as like golf physical therapists with our TPI certification, pros 
and like teaching pros or anybody else that's in the golf industry, they incorrectly think that we're trying to like take their business. But what we're really trying to do is keep them in, keep them getting their lessons, keeping them on the course, getting them back to these golf professionals um, to be able to play golf as long as they want to be able to put more money in your pocket to improve their golf game and to help you out in your career. Yeah, because it's it's a team that really makes the athlete these days. Um, so a TPI certified golf coach that took the the TPI um, you know class, the first class, knows a lot of these concepts. Um, however, they go into their own thing and they teach you how to fix your swing. However, they don't really know how to fix somebody's thoracic spine mobility, and that's what you need the um, medical certified person to do is to really fix those impairments. So you know, we're absolutely not t- trying to take their business. If anything, we're just trying to partner with them to, like you said, keep them on the course and make them a better golfer by improving the joint by joint issues. Yeah. As yeah, so we just take away that kind of doggy dog mentality, uh, mm-hmm. let them know that we just want them on the course playing golf, having fun. This all comes down to mm-hmm. anything yeah, else you so, got on TPI. I mean, how much of the stuff did you know before you were TPI certified? Uh, like it's interesting. Interesting. Cause like you feel like you go through it and it all just like makes sense, mm-hmm. but you don't have those connections to get to that point that mm-hmm. they finally get you to like, you have everything you have, like all the pieces like laying on the floor, but they kind of help you put that puzzle together. Um, yeah. so I think that's the biggest thing is just giving you the tools to, like I said, put the puzzle together instead of just trying to figure it out. Yeah. Um, it's like trying it's like trying to do the puzzle without the box yeah exactly you might figure it out eventually but like you know you have everything to connect those those you know all those lessons and all those books that we read or we were supposed to read um we we have all that but the tpi certification really took our our base knowledge and connected it and was you know now we're able to apply those to our patients so i thought it was an invaluable uh experience did you, have you ever done any other continuing education courses to this point? Um, in-person stuff? No. No, just in general, like continuing ed for PT. Uh, I've done a couple of just like of the ones that like your company gives you, you go on like whatever portal right. Uh, right. and go through that stuff. But it's, I just don't think it's as interesting or involved. Granted, like I love golf and I wanted to learn a lot more about this, but even stuff mm-hmm. like I want to learn, whether it be concussions or soft tissue work, um, it's just not presented in a interesting way. Like I felt like this was right. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm going to really reconsider how I look at continued in the future. You know, I don't want it to be, something that I'm not exposed to yet. I want it to be something that gives me another thought process or something I haven't really thought about. Um, I mean, I'm looking forward to all the different opportunities you can do for continuing ed, but I think TPI really set the bar high for me. So I'm worried that things might not meet up to that. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not all going to be as good as TPI, I don't think, but yeah. Anything else you got on TPI? Do you think you'll get the medical three at some point? Yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably get medical three and I think I'm going to do uh, probably power too oh, as cool. well. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, that one's really applicable. Yeah, Cause um, I want to focus more on like I talk about all the time, like that performance part too. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
so like I said, that's another one where I feel I was a personal trainer before. I feel like I have a pretty solid background in the performance area as well, mm-hmm. but it's probably the same thing. I'm going to go through it, but like, Hey, I know all this stuff, but then it's going to, again, put that puzzle together for me in a more of a, uh, I guess more of a strength and conditioning aspect just to improve your golf game. Yeah. So the medical two certification was really about diagnosis of, of conditions. Whereas I think the medical three um, certification goes into fixing those issues. And like you said, we have a lot of the piece of the puzzle to fixing those issues, but I think that can really hone your skills. The problem with that one is, I think you have to go to like Pasadena. Yeah. I think all all the level three ones are only at their like headquarters. Yeah. Which would be a pretty solid trip. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So ready for some not doc talk. Do it. All right. So, I mean, you can imagine, oh, and Jeff brought up some other topics that we're going to talk about in the future, mm-hmm. but it's championship weekend. Um, we're still talking about football. You're damn right. We're talking about football. So last weekend was fantastic. Uh, I don't know if you watched all those games, but it was just a great time. Fantastic time. Uh, I was doing family stuff, but every time I saw the score, I would like YouTube the highlights because oh, yeah. I just had to see it. Yeah. It was um, bananas. I Buffalo didn't deserve to lose that game, but they also did deserve to lose the game because they played it so stupidly. Oh yeah. Yeah. What do you think that, about people bitching about the overtime rules? Get over it. Yeah. I mean, them are the rules, you know, it, you don't need to change it just because you weren't happy with the outcome. Um, you know, if you really think that they need to reconsider it, then they'll reconsider it. But if they don't change it, like deal with it. There's yeah. a bunch of rules we don't agree with, but them are the rules. You just deal with it. Yeah, and I, I think the rules as they are are fine. They modified it a couple of years ago to allow potentially both sides to get the ball in mm-hmm. overtime. And so, first of all, you can't stop them from getting a field goal in 13 seconds. That's on you. Mm-hmm. You can't stop them from just driving down the field in overtime. That's on you. Like, touchdowns are – I think it's set up perfectly because touchdowns are a premium – yeah. Premium scoring. That's the best you can get. I mean, the and, Eagles have a hard enough time doing that. So, I mean, if you're a Super Bowl team, then stop them. Yeah, like, exactly. Um, you talked about, about the Eagles. Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with the guy. Like, I'm totally done. Uh, and what it comes down to is, like, he's not – he's not – so you look at the AFC champion, AFC – or just the divisional round – He's not Tom Brady. He's not Aaron Rodgers, not Josh Allen, not Patrick Mahomes, not Matthew Stafford, not Joe Burrow. Uh, he's not Justin Herbert. So he's not a skilled passer. I mean, no. that's it, what it comes So you down. look at the guys that were in the divisional round. He is not those guys, and he never will be any of those guys. So what's the point? You might as well dump all those first round picks for whatever quarterback you think is the best of the best in this round or in this draft and just do it. It doesn't matter how good of a player you get on the defensive side of the ball or on offense. If your quarterback is not going to take you to the promised land, it doesn't matter how good your team is. So Jalen Hurts, sayonara. I'm done. Peace. You seem very emotional about this. I don't, I, am, I don't agree with, I, I don't agree with everything. Done. I'm done. I don't agree with everything you said, because I don't think there's a better op- option out there right now. Um, there might be. Like I'd who? rather the unknown than the known of Jalen Hurts. Like who? Knowing that he's not uh, any of those guys I listed. Name I don't name. even. I don't even know any of. I know there's the guy. <laughs> I know there's the guy from uh, 
Pitt, right? Uh, Pitt, Pickett? The guy from, uh, what was that, Matt Coral or Matt Corral? Yeah. yeah. Okay, Corral down in uh, at Ole Miss. Um, but, yeah, I'll take the unknown over what I know Jalen Hurts is not going to be a generational quarterback. My problem is you have to give up three first-round draft picks Don't to care. get that guy. Do not I care. Do. I, I do. I do. Not. But... It's because, like I said, you can draft great players, and you don't, you're not going to win the Super Bowl without a quarterback. Now, if 49ers win the Super Bowl, then I'll be proven wrong. <laughs> but I don't yeah. think they're going to because Jimmy G's trash game. Yeah, I, I hope they don't even make the Super Bowl because that'll be one of those ones where it's like, I don't even want to watch because the style that they play is so freaking boring. I don't yeah, want like to watch that. They played the Chiefs. They played the Chiefs a couple of years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah, they got pounded, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when they, isn't that when they had Kaepernick? No. No. Wait, who did the that Chiefs? Was, that was Jimmy, Jimmy G. Yeah, Jimmy G lost. Who did they to... play? It was the Chiefs, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah, and it wasn't a good game from what I recall. No, it wasn't. Okay. It's terrible. Right, Jimmy G, get out. Jalen yeah. Hurts, get out. Yeah. Would you <laughs> anything else? Would you, you take would you take Jimmy G? Would I take Jimmy G as a quarterback? As just like a bridge quarterback. No. You don't want a bridge quarterback. Jalen Hurts. So you want you want like a Jalen Hurts is a bridge quarterback. That's what he All is. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's a guy that's going to get you to maybe he's going to get you to fight for the playoffs every year. Maybe like if that's what you want, you want to go to the wild card round, maybe get to the divisional round. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're not getting past that with Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Uh, who you got this week? Um, probably Chiefs Rams. I know it's chalk, but that's what I expect. I would I'd like, like to... it to be Bengals, Bengals. Rams. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah. Not 49ers. And one of my best friends is a 49ers fan, but. I don't want to see their football team in the uh, in the Super Bowl. So, really, yeah. anybody on the AFC side, I'd prefer to see the Bengals. That'd be more fun. But uh, give me somebody versus the Rams. That's how I feel. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to see Stafford win one. That'd be cool. I would too. Yeah, for, for uh, all of his torment in uh, Detroit. Yeah, I'd like to see Calvin Ridley or Calvin Johnson come back for the <laughs> Super Bowl. <laughs> for for the Super Bowl. That would be awesome. I yeah. love. Megatron. Oh my yeah. god, you'll see five. Um, All right, so any more football talk? No, but I have to tell you about the eval I had today. Oh sure. So um, I had this eval show up on my my schedule. I okayed it. I heard about it beforehand. It was a pelvic floor. I thought, let me. Um, I mean, I'm going to screen it. Like we have a pelvic floor therapist uh, ten miles away, so I could refer him. It was a male pelvic floor. I could refer him to our female PT if I needed to. Um, but I thought I'll screen it. I'll see if it's the low back. Um, if not, I'll refer out. Uh, no, it was straight up pelvic floor. It was, um, it was one of those conversations in your career where you will never forget it. Um, I actually held my own, like things started coming back to me in that one lecture that we had in PT school, where we talked about pelvic floor. I treated it as another muscle strain because that's essentially what it was. I'm not going to talk about again, how the muscle strain occurred, but, uh, I held my own and I double checked with, I consulted my, my, uh, colleague and she said, yeah, you did everything perfectly. That's exactly what I would have done. So it was a very interesting eval. Um, specialist, Jeff Kurtz right here. Yeah. yeah, Come see me here first. (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, I feel like it. That's how it always happens with like those interesting evals that you get. It's like, oh my god, and then you just bullshit your way through it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, but it, I figured Not out later that it wasn't. It, but like you know, you still have the basic knowledge that you need to get them. Yeah, what they need. Yeah, yeah, and we'll talk more off air about the details. Nice. Sounds good. Okay, right. next show we didn't figure out yet. Uh, anything we could talk about that after, off the show too, unless you have any ideas right now. Uh, we'll be talking about golf. Boom, golf. Uh, Boom. Probably football as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, Wait. we'll probably recap the Super Bowl. Well, it, the next it'll week. probably be uh, right before the Super Bowl. Yeah, so not next week. But oh, what are your oh, thoughts? Yeah, it'll be before the Super Bowl. We'll talk about the Pro Bowl because I'd love to hear your thoughts on the Pro Bowl. I don't care. Not now. Not now. Okay, gotcha. All right. All well, right. I'll let you know that for next time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's about it. As always, join us as we try to help you optimize your bodies and improve your golf game. Uh, subscribe to the podcast on socials. I am Matt. I'm not, I mean, I'm Matt, but I'm at Doc Morag's Golf <laughs> everywhere. Uh, at Novacare Rehab uh, in Dallas, Pennsylvania. If you want to come see me in person, which you totally should, if you want to improve your body and improve your golf game. And Jeff, where are you at? At Jeff Kurtz, DPT on Twitter in Phoenixville, Kinetic Physical Therapy um, or Collegeville. Uh, you know, come get your TPI screenings. We just talked about the benefits of it. So you can see either Matt or myself or reach out to us if you have any questions. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't do this, then you're really just doing missing yourself out. a disservice. You're missing so, out. Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times we'll do it for free. So ask if you, if you're a listener of the podcast, we'll do it for free. Yeah, we'll see how we're, oh, you know what? I like that. Yeah. I like that. Listen if to the you're podcast, listening to the podcast, we'll do it for free. We will do it for free. How about that? All right. Come see us. Well, with that, we are out of here. Uh, pleasure, Jeff. We will see you next time. Ignition sequence start. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. They're going to go nuts when he hits this thing. Liftoff. <laughs>